welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. Hi, Tara. Hello. Good morning. Okay, so I have I have this situation, and I want to know what you think. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Hudson goes to camp, and because of COVID, I've never really met the moms, which is not odd, but like a little bit because there was no visiting day, whatever. So now this they're all having bar mitzvah. Boy camp. Sleep boy camp. Yes. Thank you. Okay. And so I don't know any of them, but like I was put on a group email, number one, to make sure that everybody's like knows everybody's bar mitzvah date, right? Fine. Because, you know, you want to make sure that they all know. Then a new one started for a get together because the camp doesn't do like a reunion, but the moms wanted to. So it's going on and on. And then we realized that it's only on a, the reunion is like two hours at a bowling alley on Sunday. And mm-hmm. Hudson's convincing me, like, no, it's really a sleepover. So I say in this group email, I'm just confirming, like, is it overnight or is it just one? Because Hudson is just confused, whatever. Nobody responds to me. Not one person says anything. So I realize. so then I'm thinking, oh, maybe they were thinking I was vying for Hudson to stay with, which you know is, like, so not me at all. So then I came back and said... Oh, Hudson was just confused, but he'll not, unfortunately he can't make it because, you know, we just can't drive down on a Sunday. I said that all very nice. We can't drive down on a Sunday. Okay. So nobody responds to me. Fine. But then now I need the email addresses because we got to send out like a save the date for his bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. So I send an email asking, would they prefer if I send the the invite to the mom's or to the boy's email? I just wanted to verify Nobody answers me, and they continue talking about this weekend. Oh, my God. So I'm wondering, are they not getting my emails? <laughs> or am I like that crazy mom in Boston? <laughs> Which really, I'm not that crazy. I just, nobody's responding to me. Okay, so here my here's my thinking. Now, this is based on maybe like a little bit of, of like experience with this, but not a lot. So I'm thinking that the sleepover thing that Hudson was talking about maybe is happening, but it's not the whole crew. Which yeah. is it just the cabin? It's just this cabin. There's only six six moms on there, so it's only oh, six so. Boys. But okay, no, so maybe that was a thought too. Like maybe the boys were talking about it, but Hudson's not included. Mm, I don't. I mean, that's possible, and that's happened to my kids, unfortunately, and it, with a similar like camp reunion in. Westchester, but um, that but it's only six kids. That feels like that would not happen. And by the way, even even if that's happening, couldn't somebody just say, "Oh, it's um, it's them and invite them." Yeah, like like if it were me, I'd be like, "If you, yeah, a few of the boys are getting together, you know, Saturday night. If Hudson wants to come, we'd love to have them." No crickets, and but they keep continuing. It's like I say something, and then they keep continuing <laughs> on about the conversation. About this has never happened to me before. I'm like, I don't know what is okay. convinced that they're not getting the emails. But okay, I'm like, so here's another theory: is this is the email about the reunion like all in one string? So everyone just keeps replying to all in the same string. And every okay. so yesterday I sent the, the email, right? And like nobody responds. But then 10 minutes later, they just continue on about Sunday. Like one o'clock's great. They can't wait to see each other, but nobody's responding to me. 
But you wrote the email about the invitations and the email addresses in that same string. I did because I figured. I think it's just getting lost. I think it's getting lost. Just, I think you should just write a, a new string, start a new string called like Hudson's Bar Mitzvah or something. Yeah. So I could be the crazy mom from Boston who just keeps sending emails. Like, oh my God. It's just funny, right? Though it's like literally I've been skipped over three times. Like, I know. And the thing is, like, you know, it's not intentional. It for sure is not intentional. But it but now you're like doubting yourself. Like, do you send another email? Because you already feel like a pest. (laughs) But I actually do need these email addresses. Like, I really at this point, like, I need this information. But Hudson's like, Mom, they're just those type of moms. Like, you know, you see them on vacation. They're like, (laughs) like, non approachable type moms. I'm like, so then he starts showing me pictures of the moms. I'm like, I-, I can handle that one. I'm not afraid of her. But it was just, we have these like a hundred theories going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is pretty funny, right? It's like, I'm literally being skipped over. Yeah. No, I know. Maybe Hudson should ask his friends for the email addresses. Well, that's what I said. I said, Hudson, you got to get involved because by the way, I'm like the other with my girls. I'm like the last mom to ever respond to anything. I'm like, they must think I'm a flake. It's like complete opposite. They're like, where's Tara? Like now I'm like the annoying. (laughs) So funny though. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. You know, and particularly they probably are. Do they all live like in the New York area? I think they all know each other. That's the other thing. I've never met them because of COVID. Like we've never really had a visiting day. So it's like, you kind of meet these moms when you're there, you know what I mean? But they have no idea who I am, but that shouldn't matter. Yeah, no, it shouldn't matter. I mean, it just, yeah. At least one out of the six people or one out of the five out of the people. They, okay, Looney Tune, you can't I mean, I would, if it were me, I would probably write, start a new string and I would be like, okay, I know I'm totally annoying you guys. I just need email addresses. I'm, so I'm starting a new string so it doesn't get lost in the other topic. Like right. just, just accept, accept it. Be like, I know I'm annoying you guys. And I'm sure they'll be like, you're not annoying. We just yeah. missed it. Well, I don't know. They might just not respond. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it posted. It is a very interesting situation. Yeah, the mom mom and the parent dynamics are so ridiculous at this age that that you should be going through this. Like, we're all adults. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Anyways, so, okay, I wanted to ask you this week about um, how you pitch new clients. Like, how do you get new companies to work with or... Um, or even like client, like just like styling clients or personal shopping clients to work with. Like, what's your what's your strategy? What's your philosophy? And then, like, what's your strategy for getting new clients? And my guess is that this could apply to a lot of different businesses. Yeah. Well, for like social media, it seems that I have some already great partners, and I think from like brands that I work with, and from there. If there's other brands I want to work with, I kind of use them as a like platform to say that I've worked with these brands and I would love to work with you. So I pitch them that. And when I think I've said this before, when I pitch something to like a social media brand or company or whatever, 
for social media, I always throw in the fact that I'm also a stylist. So they're getting two for one. So if you have me represent your brand or shoot stuff for your brand, I could also bring those items to my clients. So that's how that works. Um, a lot of times I get reached out to, but I am not, I, I still have to reach out to people if I want to work with them. Um, it's less so now because I think I have like a committed group of, of collaborators, but you're always wanting to work with other people. So you never know what's going to happen or who you want to work with. And then for my styling clients, you know, I get clients in all different ways. Like really it runs the gamut. So I still give my services sometimes to charity events. That's a really great way like to get your name out there. Obviously you have to donate a little of your time, but I feel like that really works, especially when you are starting a business. It is a great way to get your name out. Um, I also, you know, I think a lot of people hear about me obviously through social media, but now it's word of mouth. There's also hotels in town that recommend me. Um, I literally just get my name everywhere. I still give out my business cards all the time, even though people don't really even care about business cards. I still do that. And so when you, um, do you, so with, for your styling clients, do you find that you have to dial for dollars or is it you're getting enough flow through like word of mouth? Yeah, it's interesting. It I didn't know what it was going to be like after COVID. Um, and what happened was a lot of new people came. A lot of men reached out because they wanted to, they needed help. Um, and I never know what's going to, I mean, it's a constant flow. And um, obviously, sometimes like March is a little slower because people, you know, you're you have kids in private school. So kid people, a lot of my clients go away for two weeks. So that is actually a downtime for me where I go and see what's in every store and whatever. But I kind of have a pipeline already for when they come back. And then hopefully it will just be an influx of more people. I I don't feel like I like hound people to be my clients. It's a very weird. It just kind of has to come you in that way right. you know you're mean? not going to like walk up to someone in the supermarket and say I think you could use my services <laughs> and you know the good thing is is some like when I work with a wife I almost always end up working with the husband maybe it's just for like a couple shirts or whatever but it always ends up that then I work with both people yeah um so I would you know I don't have like 30 clients at a time because that would be a lot I just have like at least 15 solid uh, people, which I prefer because then I can really focus on them, you know? Yeah. And so do you, I know you do work at Neiman Marcus and some of the department stores. Do you, do they refer clients to you? Like, do you, or is that like a no, no? Cause that's oh, yeah. no, a lot of times they do. So uh, like with Saks, I work with Sarah there and she, um, so what we've done in the past is sh- I'll bring my clients in or she'll have a client and she'll say, Oh, Tara can do your closet. So a lot of times they'll give me the closet to like go through and then I bring their client back and then we shop. So it's a really great partnership in that regard because I am taking them back to Saks to work, to shop. Yeah. It's like you're like an extension of their personal shopping. Yeah. And now more than ever, stores are open to working with stylists and giving commission. That was a very hard thing to get for a long time. I just had Elise Walker from LA, you know, Elise Walker, Mm -hmm. reach out to me now they're in New York, but they want to work so I can get 
all their stuff sent to my clients, to my home, which is an amazing thing. I love Elise Walker. I think they have a great variety. And so things are opening up more and more. I think people are seeing more the value of a stylist and the partnership rather than it taking away from, I think before it was like, oh, they're taking our business. But really, that's not what we're doing. We're giving them more business. Yeah. And so when you pitch a brand, like a, as a, so I know sometimes you'll, there'll be a certain brand that you really want to work with. Do you talk to them about, assuming you can get in the door somewhere? Well, first of all, like, how do you get in the door and who do you talk to? So let's say you want to work for Bottega Veneta. Like, how do you get in the door there? And then when you are in there, do you talk to them about, like, like, do you have to kind of study up on the brand and talk to them about, like, this is what I want to, how, what the type of, like, they know you can make reels and you can, you can take pictures, but like, do you talk to them about this is the type of image I want to portray for you kind of thing? Well, I think, I think honestly, if somebody's interested in working with a brand, first show the brand you're interested. So like Derek Lamb, I wear Derek Lamb. I shoot Derek Lamb. I was where I wear them all the time. I really like that brand. I think it's a great fit for me for a lot of my clients. And so they actually reached out to me because I had posted them so much and they said, do you want to work together? Um, and it was just a, it's a win-win. I think for like a Bottega, you know, Bottega is a very exclusive brand. They have very I don't even know if they really work with any influencers. I'm sure they do like to the, with maybe some uh, models or um, famous celebrities, but that is a very hard one. And the only reason why I was able to work with Bottega for a while was because I knew the manager, the one in Boston, and she would allow me to shoot her stuff. Um, it's really building relationships, but like Smythe, you guys see, I post Smythe all the time. I just reached out to them and I said, listen, I post your stuff all the time. My clients love it. I love the fit. So can we work together? I send them my media kit. You should always have a media kit that shows like who you've worked with and like, um, you know, your stats for, you know, not everything, but overall. And they, so we're going to have a conversation. So I think it's showing them already because like your Instagram is your resume in a sense for what I do. Right. So it's like, they can go and see like, Oh, does she really like my brand? Yes. I, I mean, I wear it all the time without even like working with them yet. That's interesting. So do you ever go back to your, and we can end after this, I know we're going over, but could you ever go back to your Instagram, older Instagram and look at things and go like, that wasn't on, that's not, that was on brand then, but it's not now. Like if people are using that as a resume, do you go back and like delete posts? Yeah. But I got to how far back are people going to go? Really? It's like, you know, right. I mean, I, Yes, there's, I mean, I don't think that I've ever been totally off brands. I think that, you know, it's like anything, sometimes I'll throw in a skirt from Gap because I think it's cute or like, you know, I'm not all high end. I mean, I do high low as well. I, but I think there's only so much that people go back, but I think it is pretty much important to stay on brands. Like I'm not going to shoot like forever 21 because like that is just not me. I'm too old. It's not my, my niche. And so, you know, just be cognizant of that. But if you're really interested in a brand, show them that you're interested. That's what I would suggest. Well, thank you, Tara. It's been very educational. And I hope you hear back from the, the camp ladies. I'll let you know how my friends turn out. <laughs> how it turns okay. out. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. 
Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, pleated shorts, running shorts, board shorts. 